Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues, powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Their charitable foundation, Sharing Change, is funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month as a donation and support hundreds of nonprofits. Find out more at sharingchange.org. It's time to find out what's going on with Rutherford County Schools. School board member Francis Rosales joins us here in studio today. And good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? Doing very, very good. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to talk today about all things related to the school. Well, there's there's a lot. There's always a lot to talk about in there. <laughs> always. <laughs> Never a dull moment, as I like to say. So um, just out of curiosity, when you you put meetings together and phone calls and 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 whatnot um have you ever figured up how many hours you do work a week well <laughs> or do you even want to know <laughs> well at this point I, it's more than a full-time job because if anyone that's running for school board is not just going to the meetings and trying to help parents figure things out and then pass policy that will make a positive change in our system. It's also advocating legislation down on the Capitol Hill. So right now the General Assembly is meeting from typically from January to about May, just depends on how soon they get past the bills. Mm -hmm. So that's another part of the job is just going down to the Capitol and advocating for policies that are good or bad. And, and, and that takes time and resources because I don't, we don't get paid or reimbursed for the resources that we use to go down to the Capitol, and that's a drive from Murfreesboro to Nashville. Sure. So. Well, you've got some uh, some bills that uh, you have been working on. We're going to chat about here in in just a few and um, find out more about those. I did want to um, mention I, I saw on uh, a social media post. I guess it was maybe last weekend. Um, that the school board thanked the county commission for funding the Beatty school. So I guess we're all, uh, all a go in that uh, regard. On the elementary school. Uh-huh. Um, and let me explain something. Last conversation that you and I had, you talked about the budget and I want to clear something up. So when we present the budget before the county commission, it is the budget that is going to be, um, the, it's really representing the operational cost to run the school. It does not include the capital projects to build new schools or to renovate schools. So when we're talking about those capital expenditures to build schools and to renovate is not coming from the operational budget. So there's a big distinction. And so that particular piece of how to fund it, that's where we're having to go before the county commissioner and ask for them to go mm -hmm. to a bond market. So that's and a special ask. It's a special ask. Gotcha. So I needed to make that clear clearance, make that a little bit more clear for the audience to understand that. And, um, um, when it comes to this particular piece of property debate, I think the audience needs to be aware that we, the board, has done our due diligence and helped bring the cost down by essentially telling the county commissioners that if you go half, we'll go half with you when you go to the bond market. So instead of asking for the full amount, and I believe it's $70 million to build a new elementary school, we're actually giving $35 million that has been taken out of our fund balance. Now, 
Typically, the fund balance is what we use for the rainy day fund. Um, and it, it's typically it is um, uh, advised to have at least 3%. But we, the county, um, the school board has more than that. I think it's in the double digits percentage. I believe it's about 11%. So we have 11% that we allotted to a rainy day fund, which has allowed us to go before the county commissioners and say, if you go half with us, We'll give um, we'll give you thirty five million dollars to fund the seventy five million dollars. And the other thing that the um, the audience needs to be made aware of that when it comes to the debt balance that is a part of the entire budget, and I'm talking particularly to the county's budget. Before we even went into the cycle of the 2020-2023-2024 budget, we actually took away pennies. We took away eleven cents. It was ten cents from um, well, I'm. I'm not gonna go into detail because I don't want to muddy that up. But it, yeah. the total cost was 11 cents, and 11 cents that's pretty big, because I believe a penny is equals to 1.1 million dollars, roughly around there. So total cost we are giving up 15 million dollars from our regular operating costs in order to give back and to and to pay down the county's debt. So in regards to what we're doing to fund the Beatty property, we've tried very hard to um, cut back the, like help put money into the debt that the county has occurred and also give back to the um, the development costs for the for the school itself by re by pulling money out of our own fund balance so I want to clear all of that up with your audience sure. today well that's um, that's that's good to, to know and and you've emphasized that it's an elementary school mm -hmm. uh, but that property could have more schools on it in the future right? yes and it is um, it's gonna have it's 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 for two properties uh, it one is elementary school and then for our second need it's our middle school so once we develop the um, middle the elementary school and we have it up and running we're going to be looking into developing a middle school why do we need a middle school i don't know if your audience is aware right now but our county rutherford county has the two largest middle schools in middle tennessee and that is blackman middle school and rockville middle school um, and so we're needing to relieve some of that overcrowding that's over there because we really are busting out the seams. And I don't know if you have heard um, any news about enrollment, but this year alone, the 2023-2024 school year, we've had an influx of students of almost close to 800 new enrollees since last August. So basically, by the end of this school year, you're looking at an excess of numbers of equivalent to a new school. Yeah, a new, a new elementary school. A new school. elementary school, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's, it's, it's just mind-blowing. And that's not going to slow it's down. It's not going to slow down. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am working really, really hard. I am a school board member who's who made a huge commitment in trying to alleviate some of these issues. I'm not here just to talk about a big game. I'm here to provide solutions to the problems. And that's why I've gone. I don't know if you're ready to talk about some of the bills that, yeah. I'm, that I'm championing. But that's why I've sat in front of our lawmakers and say, look, we have a problem. And, it, and the overcrowding is not stopping and it's not time soon because of the influx of people that are coming into Rutherford County. So what can we do to help the county to generate revenue? It's a different type of thinking for me, particularly because in business, I've had to generate fund money you know i've worked in budgets where i had to generate over 15 million dollars is a totally different game when you're having you're giving 
money to spend and be fiscally responsible. But then at the same time, you're having to figure out how do you fund something when you're not really generating revenue. So one of the things that I've thought of is just to go down to the lawmakers and tell them what the problem is and what we can do about it. So one of the things that I'm doing, and thank you, Representative Mike Sparks, for helping with this. Um, he is presenting legislation that is going to give funding in the TISA formula specifically for that. So what it's going to do is looking at every child in whatever grade band and they're going to take up so much square footage and based on that square footage is going to generate some funding for that and the hope is that the money the total cost of that is going to be used to pay um, to be used towards a capital expenditure and so it's going to be different than what it was in the old formula and the BP formula because it did have that but there were restrictions on that you were restricted on what that money could be used for and so I really worked really hard with them to make them understand that we don't need restrictions we just need to give the be given the flexibility and the freedom to use it however however which way as long as it is towards a capital expenditure whether it be building schools renovations or buying land or for the hvac or whatever it's just strictly nothing but pure uh, capital expenditure so uh, this this new funding formula that that's got to be passed by the uh, state legislature I'm sure how much money could that generate for Rutherford County Schools for instance so you're looking at five million dollars okay something like that and you're thinking well five million dollars is not a lot and I will agree with you but we've got to generate different drops that go into one bucket bucket to be able to generate the income that we need to pay down some of the costs that we're needing to build the schools. And I know the legislators are, I'm not the legislator, excuse me. I know the county commissioners are really, really wanting to change, make changes to the impact fee. That's great. And I applaud them for that. But we need more drops to be put in that bucket. One drop is not going to solve the issue. And so... Well, if you uh, added that $5 million this year to that Beatty property, then all of a sudden the schools are contributing maybe 40, 40 million dollars yeah. exactly so that makes a, 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 a big, big difference, difference. yeah mm -hmm. exactly now um the impact fees and and on, on that um, have you been given any idea of how much that could generate for school or expenditures or i um i cannot really speak into that because um i haven't really sunk my teeth into it to yeah. really understand the numbers but what i can say is that that is one solution, but we need a myriad of other solutions sure. to do the to do what to contribute to that. Um, you know, in business, we call that as the EBITDA, right? You contributing to the bottom line. So I'm looking at it from the same perspective, from that same angle. What can we do to contribute to the bottom line of uh, being able to generate revenue for the sake of paying down, uh, paying, uh, building building projects mm -hmm. for new schools? So um, your bill in the state legislature uh, that, that you've been working with Representative Sparks on, uh, is it receiving support? Do you think it's one of those things that could pass? Well, we'll see because um, to be honest with you, and I was trying to be careful about talking about the ESA accounts. Um, so I'm sure you've heard this big old buzz around the ESA. ESA stands for Education Savings Account. That is what another term of saying vouchers. Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be two bills that are passed. This is a governor's um, um, initiative that he's really uh, strongly advocating into having. And it's going to be part of this legislation cycle. The House just presented 
presented their version of that bill. We're still waiting upon the version of the Senate side of it. And in that bill does talk about generating funds specifically for capital projects. Um, and so, and it's also with a similar concept as um, Representative Sparks about there not be any restrictions, but it's but there's a big difference on the formula and how it's generated. So it's going to be interesting what gets passed at the end of the day. Um, I know it's going to be talked and it's going to be pushed. Um, I know that I've done a lot of work since, um, my gosh, July, August, September, October, November, December, in meeting with these folks and really making them understand what our needs are and why we need something of that piece of leisure. And not just on that, but other topics as well. Sure. So um, so it's going to be interesting, and I can keep you posted sure. so that the, our audience knows where it, all this stuff stands. Yeah, I so. think that's, um, you know, th there has to be a way mm -hmm. to keep up with the growth, and it's mm -hmm. going to take more schools, more additions, yes. more renovations. Yes. And uh, it, it's just part of the uh, animal there. Mm -hmm. You were also telling me you have uh, another bill concerning substitute teaching. Tell us about that. Yes. So I'm really proud of this bill. Um, thank you so much because you called me and also we had an interview about it. Um, so this bill came out of a situation that I was a part of while I was substituting at another district. Um, and so I felt the need, especially after the Covenant shooting, and unfortunately, um, one of the victims happened to be a substitute teacher. And I thought, you know what? Something has to be done. Something's got to get done. So Representative Stevens is championing this on my behalf. And he's presenting a safety bill that will require safe act, um, safety training on active shooting for all substitute teachers across the state of Tennessee. And the um, it's been filed. It's been debated. And then now it's going to be presented before the full education committee on March 18th. So I'm really excited about that and I'm really proud of the work that Stevens is doing and on my behalf. And um, and so I'm going to be there that day. Hopefully I'll be able to speak on behalf of that bill. Oh, well, that's great. Well, um, you know, just the sheer need of substitute teachers, I, the, the number of teachers in the county system on any given day is in the hundreds, maybe oh my goodness. thousands. Absolutely. And I just got to say, because I'm really here to talk about the board and the board has been amazing and really helping championing some of the things that I've initiated. And they've got they've gotten behind these two particular pieces of legislation and also working really hard and trying to figure out how to um, make the changes for the building new schools and how to make that happen. So I've got to get kudos to the to the school board as well. Yeah, um, the just working together Absolutely. Uh, is, is the big thing. It's a huge thing. So got just about a minute or two left. Uh, you wanted to kind of bring up adequate growth as well and what that means. And uh, I guess this would be especially for parents who have students in fourth grade? Yes. Okay. So I don't know how much you know about the third grade, fourth retention. Um, I know we talked about it to death last year when mm -hmm. it was all happening. It was around the bus. So now that we've got over the hump of the third grade and how they get promoted, retained, now there's a second part of the law, and that's for fourth graders that have been promoted to fourth grade, depending upon the pathway of that, if they uh, if they scored on approaching or below then there were there were several pathways that they could be promoted or, or, or they will have been retained. So now that they have been retained and now that they have been promoted and they're on fourth grade, they've got to show adequate growth. And the State Board of Education just passed that the 
definition last Friday. So there's going to be quite a bit of families that are going to be alerted about their child, whether they're going to be promoted to fifth grade if the child does not show um, adequate growth. I have taken a bold stance and spoken out on behalf of the Department of Education because of the lack of communication that was given to the districts and trying to make give clear instructions on how this piece of legislation works. And what people don't understand is that now that is a law, it was the responsibility of the Department of Education to figure out how to implement it in the rules of that. And unfortunately, um, there's were been some issues around communication and that needs the public needs to be made aware that that the districts um did their best in communicating to parents mm -hmm. as much as information get provide you know it, unfortunately they just we just didn't get enough information so i've been vocal about that as well so just to kind of follow up on that last year it was third grade how did you score are you being promoted to fourth grade are you um going to stay in third grade for another year and so now it's basically now those third graders who were fourth graders this year are kind of having to do the same thing and show growth in their current grade level correct and and just be very clear and specific it's not all fourth graders is those that um scored on the tcap ela portion of the tcap on approaching or below and so if they use any of those alternative pathways to mm -hmm. be promoted to fourth grade, now they have to show growth, adequate growth, not just growth, it's adequate growth. Sure. And so it's a, it's a, it's a cumbersome formula. Um, and I'm not going to go into details about it, but it's just the parents need to be made aware of what's going to be happening. And it, is this something that then if they are promoted to fifth grade next year, is there some, or, well, or does this right kind of end now, there? It right ends, now, okay. it ends with that. However, we are not, we, have this, we don't have control of what bills get presented before the General Assembly. So for right now, that will be the end of that until something else happens. It's, I know uh, that math is something that the General Assembly is really looking at. Um, they just passed, well, not passed, but there was a bill filed and it was, and it, it got, um, and it passed the education committee where it's looking into the math standards and they now have a study review committee that is looking very heavily and taking a knee deep look into the standards for math. So I don't know exactly what's going to come out of that. So just parents just need to be on the lookout yeah. of what's happening there's a lot going on yes <laughs> there's a lot of legislation to be looked at uh this year well i appreciate you coming in today and sharing uh with us and i'm sure that we'll have a chance to catch up here real soon all right thank you so much absolutely that's francis rosales joining us today rutherford county school board member and if you miss part of the program don't forget you can go to wgnsradio.com listen to see where you can hear your favorite shows live and on demand and even watch on Big G TV. That's WGNSRadio.com slash listen. We'll see you next time.